Welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast. I'm Bridget Warren, founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Teas. And I'm Melissa Christie, founder of PCOS Pathways and creator of the PCOS Journal. And guys, we are not doctors. We are just two women with PCOS who love reading about it, talking about it, writing about it, basically just oversharing about it. (laughs) So we recommend you find a health practitioner you love to support you on your journey. In the meantime, this podcast is all about how we have gone from hormonal messes to motherhood, the simple changes we've made to improve our PCOS, and the ups and the downs of living with this complex condition. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the PCOS Girls podcast. I'm Mel. I'm here with Bridge. How you doing? Hello. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. Um, Today we're going to talk about how we can support our body when we come off the pill, which I think is a really huge topic for so many of us because most of us have been on the pill or are on the pill or are in those like first few months coming after Mm. the pill and thinking, what the hell is going on? What the fuck? Oh, sorry. That's (laughs) what I'm like, do we swear on this podcast or not? We've actually, oh. I feel like we've never had a conversation about it. I know. Sometimes we do. Sometimes I'm we fine just with it let it slip out. I just yeah. am like, oh, imagine if someone's listening to this and their kids and I'm like, but who's listening to this in front of their kids? Like what kid is going to sit through this? No one. Yeah, not one not. child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that Koji's never had an interest in listening. No. I mean, No. I don't even go back and listen to them. (laughs) Sometimes you'll see, I'll be like on my phone looking at anything, like it could be the news, anything on Instagram, and he'll just see some random woman. He'll be like, is that Bridget? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's so cute. (laughs) Like he knows your name, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know who I am. Like I could just pop up randomly at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Bless. We love you, Koji. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to go into some stuff that we can do. But first, how are you? I'm really good. I'm just feeling good today. The sun is out. Mm -hmm. The kids are with my parents. So I've got a kind of a day to do stuff. And yeah, just like, you know, I don't know what to say. Good. I'm in a good mood. (laughs) Oh, I love this. (laughs) Feeling content, feeling Mm. good. Mm. Oh, my perioral dermatitis came back. Oh, no. Which is what, really wait. annoying because I just got on top of it and it was uh, gone. It yeah. went away when I was in Bali and I was like, okay, so uh, this is stress-related. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Which is annoying. But mm. I told you I bought that stuff that you recommended. No, you didn't tell me. Oh, so a little shout-out to this brand. Again, yes. paid full price, not not affiliate at all. I should just hit them up and be like, guys, yeah. <laughs> do you guys want to collab? No, uh, it's <laughs> called, I don't even know how to pronounce it, like Emperdan, Empernan M- or something. <laughs> I say Amperna. Amperna, yeah. I didn't yeah. even read it properly. I don't, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, like that's the one. You're like combining with a banana. I'm, I was thinking like empanada, like an empan, you know, those em, Mexican. Empanada. F- yeah. Anyway, Australian, Australian, my God, who am I? Yeah. Australian brand. Yeah. And they do this like little serum. It's not a serum. It's like a moisturizer that they, mm. I don't know if it was specifically made for perioral dermatitis, but they certainly market it as though it yeah. is. Yeah. And it's. I reckon within, I think a combination of that and being in Bali, like cleared it up within maybe two weeks. Wow. That's and I'd really had it great. for a few, like at least two months. And then mm. anyway, it's gone and it just, over the weekend, I started to get a little bit itchy and I was like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. And then the little bumps popped up and I was like, no. But then I slept with this stuff overnight and it's calmed down instantly, like so much yeah. better. And I'm also going to go and do, which is the other thing I, I truly think helped. Mm-hmm. And I have actually a photo, a before and after photo. So I'm mm-hmm. like almost positive it helped was doing the infrared sauna with the red light uh, therapy in it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then I read some stuff on this and apparently it's an actual thing. So I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go and have a red light sauna with the red, red – sorry, an infrared sauna with the red light therapy. Nice. I really wish that I could afford to buy one of those red lights. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean know. the whole sauna, you know, that's but coming the red light. That is coming. But yeah. the red light alone, I definitely need to put it on my Christmas list because the benefits seem pretty incredible. I know. Well, did I tell you I'm getting one? Well, you tell me you're getting a whole infrared sauna. <laughs> and I was like, why not do the red light as well? Yes. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah. I'm so excited for you and I'm manifesting it for myself. I'm manifesting it for you too. If only we <laughs> live you. like remotely close and you can just come over. But anyway, <laughs> that will be one day when we both move to some exotic location. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm also feeling quite relaxed. Went away for the weekend to the Gold Coast. How good's um, that? And it was just awesome, just what I needed. Didn't know I needed it. Didn't want to go. Mm. I just wasn't up for it. And then actually went and like with with the whole fam. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was good to just disconnect from the day-to-day, from my work a bit as well, and just like have a couple of days just like really in the moment with the kids and Maddie. And it was awesome. We went rock climbing, just indoor rock climbing, but still I'll take rock climbing however I can get it. <laughs> and lots of beach. And I know you live at the beach, but I live on a river. I'm more in the mountains. And mm. so I don't get to the beach so much. And so we went to the beach three days in a row and it was awesome. It's the best. <laughs> so healing. It's so healing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You just feel so like, oh, like connected. Connected. Yeah. Those negative ions just yeah. like seeping I, into oh, your body. <laughs> all around you. Yeah. Very cleansing. It's so I think cleansing. It's probably the biggest word for me. Yeah. It's just like a big cleanse. Oh, really I'm so nice. happy for you. That's so Thank nice. You. Well, I'm glad yeah, you had a nice little really holiday good. and now you need to work and do this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel energised too. Good. And so it's okay. And, yep, school holidays are over, back into the swing of things, which also always feels really good for me to just have, like, a bit more regularity to my life, a bit mm. more routine actually feels good for me. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you like school holidays or do you dread them? I used to dread them. Mm. I used to find them just a bit tricky losing that routine yeah finding it harder to work kids also get a bit more wild and dysregulated in the holidays because things are out of whack but Mm. but they've cleared up like the last few holidays we I don't know if I'm managing it better or the kids are feeling better I don't know but they've been a lot more fun and so now I look forward to them oh that's good yeah that's so so nice I mean my kids aren't really at that age yet but like Flynn has kinder holidays Mm-hmm. But I haven't really noticed that much because kinder is like two hour, like two two hour sessions a week. So it's not like it's really oh. making much difference to my life. <laughs> but yeah, but all the other mums who have older kids are always like, oh no, school holidays. Mm. And it's like, like to me, it just seems like everyone is dreading school holidays. And so when yeah. I hear someone say, like, there's one mum who's like, oh, I just love it. It's like downtime. It's like there's no routine. You know, you can be in your pajamas until 10 o'clock. And I'm like, okay, that's a vibe. That's a fun yeah, vibe. Yeah, that sounds, that, that yeah. is really nice. Koji's like favourite thing is if he can be in his pajamas all day. Like cute. for him, that's like a good day. That's he loves really to cute. just be at home and chilling out. So <gasps> do you know what I did today though? This is really oh. bad. Oh, not today. Oh. Sorry. On, on Friday, 
it was pajamas party at Flynn's kinder and I just totally oh. forgot to dress me in pajamas. And I was like, oh my God, this is the start of me forgetting things that I have to do for you when you go to like school and stuff. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Did you see my thing how I forgot the tooth fairy? Oh my gosh, I did oh, say that. Not yeah, okay. I don't know if any kids are listening. I won't say too much, but um you can all imagine what happened That's there. not okay, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily it all sorted out and it was all good. We and had she came. We had some explanations and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. She actually wrote a very meaningful letter. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, she just had a hard time getting the slippery tooth out of the slippery egg cup we'd left it in. And then somebody woke up and so she had to leave. She had to run away. Yeah, so she came the next night with double the money. Oh, even better. (laughs) Even better. Double the money. Yeah, and strategically forget my teeth from now on. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, oh my god, oh, no. I hope what he if we like start it? Yeah, <laughs> but he's lost another tooth since then, and he he went it with it. Fine. So. Okay, yeah. good. All right, back to the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How to support your body when coming off the contraceptive mm. pill? This is really big, like yeah. brutally big, and I can say this from someone who had. Mm. The most horrific time coming you off did. the contraceptive Your story pill. Is, oh, I remember it because it was scarred into my brain. It's just, it was, just it was really extreme. giving everyone trauma. <laughs> no, well, that was the basically the whole reason that this whole journey came about for me. Yeah. And for like context, I was put on the contraceptive pill when I was seventeen because, mm-hmm. or might have been sixteen, sixteen or seventeen, because I never basically got my period. I'd had like two periods in like five or I got my first period in year eight and then I basically never got it again until Mm. year 12, one period. So I had like two periods (laughs) over that time. And I also was dealing with acne. And Mm. so the doctors was was like, here, I've got this magic solution for you. Not only is it going to bring your period back, lol, that they Mm. think it's a period, Mm. but also going to clear your skin up. And I was like, I will sign me up. Yeah. Where, how quickly can I get this? And I actually trialed two other, I, I trialed two other pills, mm-hmm. which all had extremely weird names. I had Brenda and <laughs> Yasmin. <laughs> right. Both didn't work very well for me at all. Like didn't help with my skin or anything like that. And right. then it wasn't until they put me on Yaz. Okay. And that's when like, it was just like almost within a few weeks, it was like, game changer for me and it's right. really I hard Yasmin and Yas were the same thing no I think that they're a slightly time. different version of right. each I think they're in the same like realm of contraceptive pill but they, right. they are different like Yas okay. is different to Yasmin right I was on Diane oh my god I remember my friend was on Diane and I was like I really want Diane that sounds like a good one <laughs> what's with the names guys yeah. oh dear I'd but say it yeah. would need a rebrand, but I don't want it to be re-branded. No, let's not leave rebrand it, the pills. Leave it tacky let's, and old. <laughs> yeah, we don't want anyone to go. But it's so crazy because I look back at that time being like, thank God I got that. You know what I mean? Like for me yeah. that was oh, yeah. really, really a pivotal moment. Crazily no one ever thought to be like, should we look into this? Is there something going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is causing this, you know, lack of menstrual cycle? What is causing this acne? But no, that never happened. And then I stayed on the pill for nearly 10 years. Until I went on my honeymoon and I decided, well, now seems like a good time to come off the pill. Mm. Little did I know that all hell was about to break loose. Like quite literally my life was about to change. I was at that point as well modeling. That was my main source of income. And then, yeah, within a few weeks I had... I had full-blown cystic acne over like not just my face but like my neck, my back, 
my mm. chest. It was horrendous. Mm. I had, I actually remember the first week of coming off the pill, I was throwing up. Oh, God. Like my body was like, whoa. And I, like I would I'd sit in the car, I remember driving to a, a shoot and throwing up on the way because I was so nauseous. I had mm. brain fog. Like I like, quite literally couldn't remember basic words. And then the anxiety started to creep in and then all this other stuff started to happen. And, yeah, it was, it was full on. It was crazy, crazy times. Yeah. yeah. So that was my experience. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember you. Every time I hear this story, it's like I just get taken there and I can just feel how anxiety-inducing it must have been for you. Mm, It was awful. Also the migraines. I had insane migraines. Yeah, that's right. And the vomiting I feel like is unusual. I wonder how common that is. I don't think it's that common because when I've gone and looked into it more, like I haven't really come across many people having such a severe reaction to Mm. the pill. And Mm. I was also one of those people that, and I like, you know, hate admitting this, but also just never, ever even had the bleed. So I just skipped every single period ever. Right. Yep. So I don't even think there was a time that I even let my body have a bleed, which we know is, you know, not a real period, but there are some things behind about possibly even having that bleed to help with removing things from your body and all that kind of stuff. So I never even had that. So I do think like, I also think I'm extremely sensitive to things. I think that that's not a bizarre reaction for me in hindsight now looking at it, but I think it's quite uncommon. Yeah. Wow. And extreme. So not Mm. everyone is going to have that experience. In fact, I would say Mm. most people will not have that experience to that degree. Yeah. Yeah, I went on the pill at the same age, 17, but I asked for it. Like I like I wanted it for I, – I just feel like it was like a cool. bit of a rite of passage. Yeah. Like it was cool. It meant I was having sex. Yeah. Like I was – you know, I was ex- as soon as I started having sex, I was like, oh, I'm going to have the pill. Like I was like <laughs> proud of it, you know? Yeah, that's um, so and funny. I, I know. <laughs> um, but I remember my mom being like – concerned about that like she's like oh I just don't think the pill's a good idea I feel like it's something that could give you cancer or something like it doesn't oh. feel right I feel like they're gonna realize it's not good for you like, she was really anti-pill oh like she's like ahead of her time. Yeah. I know <laughs> <laughs> and I remember asking my doctor about that I was like oh my mom like he's worried about it like uh. mm. and she was very much like no like there's nothing it's to fine be yeah very dismissive of it but mm. sorry mom you were so right which mm. I listened but I was somebody who was so inconsistent with the pill. And right. I always did have that in my mind from my mum. So my mum, I actually did listen to her. I just ignored her. <laughs> but I took that in and I really developed the same belief. Like, and I remember mm. I used to say to friends, like, I'd be taking it, but I'd be like, I just feel like it's not good for us. I feel like this is going to be bad and we're going to end up with cancer from it or something. Mm. And I would, so I would go off it quite frequently. Like I'd right. be on it for like six months and then I'd go off it for six months. And I did that for, yeah, nearly like for eight years. Wow. So I was very inconsistently on and off it, which when I look back and I look at what I looked like and how I felt, like I must have just been hormonally all over the place. Mm. Like I was completely disconnected to my cycle. I had acne on and off, on and off. No, I didn't go on the pill for my acne. So I didn't even know that it might be improving my acne. I never took notice of how it affected me at mm. all. So it was all just a mess. And when I came off the pill, that was when I ended like, well, one of the times I came off the pill after I met Maddie, that's when I got diagnosed with PCOS. Mm. 
which I think is so common for us. Yeah, I was the same. It wasn't post pill PCOS. I my PCOS symptoms persisted. So yeah, yeah. Um, No, that's and that's a really good point. Like there is this whole post post pill PCOS, which you probably mm -hmm. hear possibly getting talked about, and that is, I think, a really real. thing i don't necessarily yes. think it's pcos at all but it's essentially no. your no. body having really similar symptoms to pcos straight yes. after coming off the pill and generally speaking like if you give yourself three to six months and you're still experiencing those symptoms after coming off the pill then it's not related to the pill anymore it's, it's likely it's pcos yeah i feel like i've read maybe a bit longer than that like maybe like 12 months yeah but yeah i guess it's about time whatever that time is mm. but I've more heard about like some of the symptoms like acne and things like peaking around six months yeah and so hoping to kind of be through it by that by 12, 12 months. months yeah that's but, true I mean I think it's just going to be so different like my acne peaked within like a month of coming off yeah like right. okay like yeah. so soon after coming yeah. off so yeah yeah it's obviously just really different to different people but I you could I'm pretty sure safely say by 12 months if yeah. you're still experiencing symptoms then yes it's very likely that it's not just related to the pill. Not saying that it's not related to the pill. Like I really believe, like that's like with me, like I had acne before I went on the pill, but it was nowhere near what it was when I came off the pill. Yeah. So there was definitely that surge in testosterone that Mm. you get when you come off the pill that just causes like these extreme responses by your body. One of those for me was the acne but like for example hair loss didn't really start for me until probably like six months after coming off the pill yeah right and then anyway. that kind of yeah mm. could have persisted but I know that you really got onto it but well it did persist though for like probably yeah, yeah nearly well I was diagnosed with PCOS about probably about a yeah eight no, no I'd say like 10 months after coming off the pill yeah right yeah and then my hair loss was really bad around then yeah right And we're going to go into like why that happens in this episode. But I think an episode like this is quite important because, I mean, someone like me, it didn't even occur to me to try and like prepare for coming off the pill or like that there would be any shift. Like I was just completely in a hormonal like mess. Like I had no, I was just so oblivious to any of it. So I think in this episode we'll learn about like you actually have power in this situation. Might not be able to avoid everything. And everybody's different, but I think that we can help ourselves so much on this front. Oh, definitely. And I really think that there's merit in doing this, like Mm -hmm. to prepare your body to get ready for this, knowing that like this is a big thing for your body to go through. And that was actually one of the biggest things I want to talk about is like preparing to come off it because I do think Mm -hmm. a lot of us just go, okay, as of next week, I'm going to stop taking the pill. Or once this packet runs out, like I'm I'm not taking the pill. Or once I get back from my honeymoon, I'm not taking the pill. But so that you put a time there, but you don't actually go, okay, but should I be preparing my body for this massive transition it's about Mm -hmm. to go through? And so from the sort of research I've done around it and what I think makes complete sense is to really start preparing your body a minimum two to three months out from coming off it, if you can. Mm. I know that's not the case for everyone, but, like, if you can, I really Mm. think that that's going to make the transition a bit easier on your body and it's going to help support your body to go through this process while it goes through these extreme, like, imbalances essentially. So if you can start to do those things that are going to actually help to really wake up your natural endocrine functions faster, that's going to help speed up the transitions the transition of getting the pill out of your body. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, we haven't really talked about like what's happening when you're taking the pill. Like mm. you're not just taking something, like what you're taking in is really affecting your hormonal production. So it's really making it so that you can't produce estrogen and progesterone, but also androgens. It's completely, well, not maybe not completely diminish your androgens, but something like Yaz, which you were on, mm. really is it completely diminishing androgens. Yeah. yeah. So your body's going from producing no none of those sex hormones to producing all of them. And while you're on the pill and not able to produce those hormones, your body is actually still, in some cases, like trying to, like it's still trying to produce androgens. It's just unable to. And so when you come off the pill, that your body is just raring to make androgens. And this is part of what creates such an issue for us. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> wild ride. Yes. <laughs> As a big thank you for listening to our little podcast and for being a part of our very special PCOS Girls community, we've created a discount code that you guys can use for any of our products. Head to PCOSToWellness.com for Bridget's products or PCOSPathways.com for my products and enter in the code PCOSGIRLS15 for 15% off. That's PCOSGIRLS15. Love you guys. And like another thing that you can really do in order to sort of start preparing is mentally prepare as well. I think that's mm. a big thing is like know that there might be some symptoms that come about because like that I had no idea. <laughs> like I really went into that quite blind. Mm. And I think even just knowing, okay, and I don't, I really don't think many people would experience it as extreme as I did, but like just knowing like you may experience some acne, you may experience some emotional <laughs> turmoil. You may experience some um, dips in your mood and your, like even your energy levels and things like that. Just like knowing that it, it is. So when you do it, maybe choosing a time that's going to be like where you can give yourself a little bit more support and even like word up your partner and things like that. Like I think that those things are really underrated and can make a big difference. That is so true. And how much better would you have felt if you'd known why your body was doing what you what it did? Like, oh, that's the so thing. You much don't know better. why. You're just like, what the hell? Like, why? I know. So, and you've I come like off that's like, huge too. for me, I come off this huge high of just getting married and honeymoon. Yeah. And I felt like I was like peaking in life, you know? What yeah. I mean? like, yes. And then all of a sudden for that to happen. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is, this is not good. But yeah, so th that's a really big one. But I think just really looking after your body, trying to reduce stress as much as possible. Exercise can be really great as well because it's obviously going to boost your happy hormones, but it's also going to help with detoxification and just getting your body. Because the other thing is like, when you come off the pill, essentially your body has to detox it out of your system. So if you also got other things in your body that it's trying to detox as well, then it's sort of almost like your body's got to work double as hard. So if you can, so if you know you've been maybe drinking or there's other stuff in your body that you it would be worth, I guess, detoxing out is not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like making sure your body is really, really in tip top shape as much as possible before you go through this. It's a really good idea. Yeah, fully. I think like detoxification through sweat is so underrated yeah well maybe not it's maybe not underrated but lots of people just don't think of it and don't know about how helpful Powerful. it can be yeah definitely and then um like I wanted to talk about as well about like cleaning up your diet mm. and this again can be done in preparation if you can do it in preparation even better if you do it like 
after you come off the pill, that's also going to be, you know, helpful and supportive for your body as well. But I really think trying to remove those inflammatory foods at least 30 days prior is going to help so much. And that can include things like gluten, dairy, caffeine, alcohol, refined processed sugars. If you can sort of start to get rid of those as soon as possible, that's going to really help aid your body and mean that it's not going to have to work as hard to get break down those things whilst it's trying to get rid of other things in your system. Mm. I feel like we just really want to highlight like this is such a huge shift. Like this is a huge hormonal shift, but also like you say, like there's so much to be detoxed Mm. detoxified yeah it really is a big shift so I, I feel like maybe it sounds like we're saying so much stuff but it, it is a big thing and I feel like if you're feeling like daunted by the prospect in any way I feel like practitioners can help you with this like this is something a naturopath could help you with hundred oh, percent or, or any natural health practitioner would yeah. be so happy to support you through this because it is a big deal mm. but it all is also worth it if you're ready to go off the pill like I would also say don't let it scare you yes there's so much that we can do and it is only a period of time you will get through it yep that's and such a good point. Yeah, there's so much benefit to it as yeah. well, especially if that, I mean, obviously if you're trying to conceive, that's where you're at. Yeah. But also if you're feeling like, oh, I don't really want to be on the pill anymore, don't let this put you off because there oh, is. Don't let it put you off at all. If anything, yeah. look at it as like, okay, this is an extra tool to help me. Yes. And what the way I look at it is like this is just going to help speed up the process. Like there's going to be a process right. regardless. But these things, if you can do them, are probably just going to help you speed up the process. So you can absolutely go through that transition without any of this, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's been millions of people who have done that. But yeah. these are just things that are going to help you get through this process as fast as possible and also with as few symptoms as possible as well. Absolutely. I feel like something that a lot of people don't realise, I know I never used to, is how much the pill can deplete certain yes. nutrients. So even looking at these nutrients, you could get testing done if you wanted to and supplementing either through your diet or if you need extra supplemental support as well to help boost these nutrients, that alone is going to help you so much to ease this transition and to shorten it because so many of us are going through this depleted with no idea. We come off the pill and no wonder we have such a reaction to it because we're just so depleted. But yeah, some of those nutrients, I mean, I think probably the biggest one I want to mention on multiple fronts is zinc. I think zinc is like a very important nutrient to look at for this process because one, the pill depletes us of zinc. Two, zinc is incredible for our skin. And often one of the symptoms we see when coming off the pill as Bridget went through is like a skin reaction and a lot of the time acne. And so zinc can be so, so helpful for that. But zinc is also really good for helping us with our androgen balance as well. And as we mentioned before, when we come off the pill, our androgens can just go sky high because our body can finally make them, which in a sense is a good thing, but it just kind of overproduces them. So zinc can help with that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But some other nutrients that the pill depletes us off are vitamin C, vitamin E, magnesium, folate, vitamin B2, B6, B12, and also selenium. Mm. And vitamin D, did you say that? Oh, I didn't. Mm. And folate. No, it's not on my list. I did say folate, you said folate yeah. vitamin D. Yeah. No, I know. There's, there's so many and that's the yeah. thing. It's like <laughs> it's just like 
basically all the nutrients you probably need. <laughs> yeah. You're probably depleted in. <laughs> and so even like a good multivitamin, you yes. know, just like a, a good quality one can could help with that. And that's something easy that you could do really the whole time you're on the pill. That yeah. could be a helpful thing to Definitely. do because it's depleting you that whole time. Yeah. And then I know you're going to want to talk about this, but just like gut health. Mm, totally. Like well, yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't have that much to say except that the pill can really mess with our gut microbiome. So by bringing in good quality pre and probiotics can really help, well, the whole time you're on the pill again, but really help with this transition as well. Yeah, I think do not underestimate the power of your gut and when it comes to your hormones, it is so powerful. It is so important. You really want to be doing everything you can to ensure your microbiome is thriving and healthy. And yeah, like just making sure you've got those pre and probiotics in there, whether you supplement them, whether you get them from food. I'm going to say this, like this is obviously not as a health practitioner, but like you're probably going to need a supplement because it's unlikely you're going to get to the levels you need to get just from food alone. So getting a really, really good probiotic just to like give your gut a real big boost is mate probably going to do you wonders and I'm obviously check with your practitioner do all that but like I just think it's one of those things I when I started doing that I noticed a huge difference yeah I totally agree with you and I think that something that people underestimate is like the symptoms of of gut issues yeah. like people think well I don't have digestive issues so my gut's not a problem but at the end of the day, literally all PCOS symptoms are also symptoms of gut issues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Anxiety is a symptom of gut issues. Thyroid conditions can be born from gut issues. It is all, everything can skin, be born from gut like issues. Like everything. Oh, any yeah. skin, yeah. like any skin condition, the gut. <laughs> the gut, the gut, the gut, the gut. Uh, so, yeah, you can have, com- I used to have completely normal digestive. I mean, I still do, but now I know I do have gut issues. But I mm. went through life thinking I had zero gut issues, mm. but I totally did have yeah. gut issues. I no, just didn't same. have the typical symptoms. Yeah, and I think another one on that is even bowel movements mm-hmm. because obviously gut is a big part of that, but gut health. But like, you know, if you're not having daily bowel movements, you're not detoxifying. And so that's, and I, I look back and I'm like, when I was on the pill, I had, I would go three days without going to the toilet and doing poo. Like that's, that was really normal for me. And so, and I never thought anything of it. Mm. Um, And it's only been on my PCOS kind of journey that I've realized how important that is and so now when I don't go once a day I'm like oh my god oh my gosh help me I'm gonna like I've gotta get rid of what's in there but so it's really something that stands out to me now so if you're sort of sitting there thinking oh I actually don't have really regular bowel movements that's going to be stopping you from being able to detoxify as fast as we probably want you to to be able to especially when you're going through a process like this yeah a hundred percent Hey guys, it's Mel here and today's episode is brought to you by me, (laughs) specifically my PCOS fertility coaching business. Fertility coaching is all about getting you from where you are to where you want to be, which I can imagine might be a baby in arms, and then me walking with you every single step of the way to get there. We'll be looking at what has been preventing you from getting pregnant if you've been trying for a while, or we'll be looking at what hurdles you might have to get over um, when you do start trying to conceive so that they're gone. 
by the time that you get there. Um, we'll be looking at the root causes, your hormonal imbalances, absolutely everything, and using my framework for conceiving with PCOS. So if this sounds like something you'd like to chat with me about, let's get in touch. Let's have a session and chat about it. Let's get back into it. Another one that I wanted to mention as being like a useful thing to bring into your diet or supplementation is healthy fats because we need healthy fats to produce hormones and we're going through this transition of not producing hormones to producing them and so we kind of want to aid in that as well. Plus healthy fats are just good for everything. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think as well some other things you can add in are cruciferous vegetables. They're going to be awesome for helping with that whole process as well and that's things like your kale, your bok choy, your cauliflowers, broccolis, like all of those, that group is going to be amazing for helping with detoxification. Garlic can be great for reducing inflammation. Turmeric is great for reducing inflammation. Like those omega-3s that you said, Mal, whether you supplement or whether you get them from like your fatty fishes and your flax seeds and all that kind of stuff, really looking at your diet and just being like, where can I add in more good stuff is going to help so much. Yeah, 100%. I was just thinking like, you need to bring out a detox team, man. Oh, my God, it's it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) You are not meant to know that. I don't even know if I'm allowed to put that on here. Look, it's been a long time coming. It's it's actually done. Oh, cool. It's just in the final. We're we're just changing the ratios on a couple of things, but the actual like tea itself, like the ingredients are done. We're finalized. We're just going to tweak a couple of things because guys, you know, I want max benefits. So I'm like really working on that. But anyway, I might have to cut that out because I don't even know. Don't blame me. You're the one who offered the information. I was just suggesting it. (laughs) I know, but it's been something I've wanted to do for so long, I guess as well, like sisterhood tea, is already got a lot of those amazing supportive detoxifying herbs and like that you know that's something I want to talk about anyway whether you get it through sisterhood tea or not you know those nettle leaves the lemon balm so good for healing and reducing inflammation alfalfa leaf that is such an underrated one we use that in sisterhood tea and it is so incredible for detoxification even ginger root milk thistle like all those thistles are so good dandelion another really good one And then even just water, loads and loads and loads of water for helping your body and you're helping support your liver, which is going to have to do a lot of the hard work to get rid of all those excess hormones and toxins that are coming out of your body via elimination. You want to be supporting your liver as much as possible because if you think how much work it must be to sort of really remove all those synthetic hormones from your body and just all the other crap, like it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work and we know things like herbs genuinely help so much so if you can add it and that's why that was one of the big reasons why sisterhood tea even came about but whether you get it from sisterhood tea or whether you go and get your own blend or you work with a naturopath or a herbalist or whatever it is going to help support you so so much throughout this process yeah 100 percent. i think that detoxifying element is really key and we also mentioned exercise before being great for that, for mm. sweating, and but also saunas. I know we talked about saunas before, but I feel like not in this context no. or something. <laughs> but, yeah, that can be really, really great for detoxifying as well. Yeah, and even like lowering your cortisol during this time as much as possible because we really want to keep you as like in that like happy hormone state as much as possible as opposed to that real high cortisol state because as we know 
when you have high cortisol, it essentially overrides all the other kind of hormones happening in your body. So when your body's trying to rebalance, but you've got stress going on, it's going to find it very, very hard. Yeah. Cortisol uses progesterone to be produced. So, and when we come off the pill where we haven't been producing progesterone for so long, we really want, like, we want to start producing really healthy amounts of progesterone. So if we can keep our stress low, that's really helpful. Exactly. Exactly. I think probably the last thing I wanted to talk about was a pretty big thing in my eyes, and that's just about balancing your androgens because, as I said, they've been suppressed. You come off the pill, they just go rampant, or they can. And certainly if you come off the pill and you see those symptoms like acne, hair loss, those typical PCOS symptoms, this is why it gets misdiagnosed as PCOS sometimes is because the androgens just shoot up after coming off the pill. So we want to do things that can help to bring androgens back into balance. We still want to produce androgens. Everybody needs androgens. We just want like the more regular amount. So things like spearmint tea, which are in sisterhood tea, or you can get on its own. It's proven to be so, so beneficial for this, having two to three cups of that per day. Myoinositol can help with this. Zinc, we've already mentioned, so, so beneficial here. And peony and licorice, my go-to. <laughs> really, really good for reducing our androgens and also reducing our body's response to androgens. So that can be really helpful for that process as well. And there's quite a few other androgen-improving supplements that we can that are out there. The list kind of goes on. but And I think sort of um, as well, around. like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably either already have an inkling that you have PCOS or you know you have PCOS. Mm-hmm. So doing all these things now as well, it's only going to help you with your PCOS too. Yes. So it's not like this is all just done for this one time in your life. Like it's actually going to help set you up and support you for when you're off the pill, it's being detoxified and you're just managing your PCOS. And I think that that's really, really huge to remember, remember, because even if you start addressing deficiencies or you start taking herbal teas or you start making sure you're getting those omega-3s in your diet, like that's only going to help you with everything else as well. So don't look at it as like, oh, I've got to do all this work. No, no, no. This is just like setting you up for success. And then hopefully you can continue to do this, this sort of lifestyle and this sort of diet and these sort of habits you can take on with you and continue doing for as long as you possibly can as well because they're only going to be helpful and beneficial. Yeah. And a lot of the time you're coming off the pill because you're ready to start trying to conceive. So this is just going to absolutely set you up. I feel like, you know, you think, okay, I'll come off the pill then so we can start trying to conceive then. How awesome that you can actually start doing some of this stuff now Mm. so that by the time you come off the pill, you're already ahead of the game and you're closer to being able to try and conceive. Oh, 100%. And, And think of how good this stuff is going to be in just terms of your fertility in general. Yeah, like it's so good. So good. So all of this is hopefully going to just help make this transition a bit smoother, a bit easier for you. If you know someone who's going through coming off the pill or they're thinking about it, you know, share this information with them, whether you tell them yourself or you share the podcast with them, it doesn't matter. I think the more people who know about this, the better, because I would love for less people to go through I guess, an experience like I did, like it was quite honestly, probably the hardest experience of my life. And I don't say Mm. that lightly, like it was a really, really dark time for me. And I would love to think that other people won't have to go through it to the extreme that I did. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. I think this is one of those things that we should be taught about. We should really understand, if not in school, from our doctors, you know, Mm. like they should really set us up with this kind of knowledge. And I think it's a real disservice that we're not. 
Yeah, I have a whole like this is one of the topics in my journal actually because it's one of those things that I just think we all really need to understand and learn about and have that collective consciousness, you know, like yeah, we, this needs to just be that general knowledge that just like spreads and spreads till all of the teenagers and it's adults just, that this is relevant to yeah. know about it. And also maybe help people in their decision-making of even taking the pill in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Knowing like this will be ahead of you probably, like yeah. a pretty epic transition. Yeah. One of the th- other thing I did want to mention is if you've gone on the pill to help you with any kind of symptoms, like for you it was your acne, or if you've gone on the pill and you prior to that had PCOS and then you've gone on the pill and you it's helped you with certain symptoms, I would just have a look at like what those symptoms were and also consider beginning to work on those now. So, for example, if it's acne that you went on the pill for, well, you can start addressing, even though your skin might be really, really clear mm. now, maybe have it on your mind of like, well, maybe I'll just – See a practitioner now, see a naturopath now, tell them, I know that I had like really a lot of acne. It's probably going to come back. Like I'd like to start helping my body with that now Mm. and investigating that now. Oh, 100%. That's so good. And like I even think because if I had gone to a health, like a health practitioner now with the symptoms I had when I was 17, which was essentially acne and no periods. And they would have been like, okay, you've got PCOS. Yes. But that's, <laughs> that never happened to me. I only found out 10 years later when I came off the pill and was still dealing with that. But I can imagine like, even if I was back then and I knew that and I had that information and I still decided to go on the pill, which is highly unlikely knowing what I know now, but let's say I did, at least I would go into it with the knowledge. Okay. Like this is a band aid solution. Yes. And one day I am going to come off this and I am going to have to really address whatever that root cause is. Like that is so powerful to just know that going into that. But anyway, (laughs) hopefully that's helpful for you guys. Um, We love sharing episodes that we think genuinely. Well, I really hope this one will help people because my gosh, this hits home for me. And I really, really, really like, like when I, even when I retell the story, it gives me shivers just thinking about like that time in my Mm. life. I've done a lot of blog posts on this on my website as well if anyone is interested in, I guess, reading a bit more about that in my own journey. But I know, Mel, we've got our awesome PCOS um, Facebook group, which is thriving at the moment. <laughs> We're like it's loving so exciting. It. <laughs> loving it. I actually dropped a little discount code in there today because I was like, why? I We've only just realized how to make me an admin <laughs> on, yeah. that, on the thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to, like, give everyone a discount for PCOS to Wellness Co. in case just, like, share the love a little bit. So that was fun. But if you're around and you want to join that group, we would love to have you. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I think it's really important for us to be able to have this place where we can really connect with you guys because we don't see you. We're just like talking to each other and yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice for us to have a space where we can like really be there with you guys. So. How do they find that again? It's just they search. Yeah, so you go on Facebook and you can search for the PCOS Girls podcast community or if you're after a URL, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the PCOS girls. So cute. And honestly, everyone in there is so, so wonderful. And everyone's just dropping questions and everyone's helping out with their own experiences or recommendations. Yeah, it's really like nice. it's really cool. I'm so into it yeah. at the moment. Anyway, I just want to drop that in because <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have an awesome week. We love you. We love and you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.